Thank you so much for joining me today for the Faith Film Fan Podcast. Say that three times real fast. Faith Film Fan. Faith Film Fan. And uh, we, what we do today is uh, we've got Corey Robertson. Uh, you, you might know her from uh, Duck Dynasty. And we're talking about the movie The Blind. It's going to be in theaters September 28th, a theater near you. You can go to theblindmovie.com to find a theater near you. And uh, Corey, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, you know, we have a saying, Faith Family Duck. So it's it's similar, but um, we don't have the three Fs that make it a little bit easier. Faith Family Ducks. Yeah. Faith Film Fan. Okay, there we go. <laughs> they, they told me they're going to give me a hat. I'm, I'm going to get a, a, a Faith Film Fan hat. Uh, I've been told. It's you need old- one. I'm excited you about that. You need one. So I saw <laughs> this movie. I got a, a pre, pre-release of it. And I'll tell you what, this is a great movie. I was really impressed with it. Um, so great. And you were the producer. Talk a little bit about your role transitioning as a film producer. I mean, talk about that. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. That's really rewarding to start letting people see it now and kind of getting some feedback. Actually, the first time we showed our kids, I think that was the most scared I've been showing our kids because, you know, your kids are going to be your biggest critics. And um, so we watched it here at our house, had a little screening and sitting in the back, just so nervous about what they thought. And after it was over, they were like, mom, that's a real movie. Like it wasn't cheesy at all. It looked so good and all that. So that was so so great to hear. But yeah, it's been a couple of years in the process and, you know, making a film is not easy. It's a ton of work, but it's been really, really rewarding. And we've learned so much coming through this process. And um, yeah, I was on set. We filmed it in Shreveport, outside of Shreveport, which is an hour and a half from where we live here in Monroe. And it's where Phil and Kay grew up in that area, Dixie, Vivian. And a lot of that still really looks the same as it did back then. And so it was neat to get to film kind of back there in their own own old stomping grounds. And um, we, so we, I was able to be on set for pretty much most of the most of the filming and um and then the editing process was really got to be very involved one of the things that i think is neat about this movie is like at the beginning we say this is a true story not like based on a true story because that's what's so cool about it is Phil and Kay are alive so they were able to sit and really tell their story and we pulled even a lot of the lines from it are just exactly the things that they said and um, you know, the family was super involved in every aspect of it. So we got to really tell the true Robertson family story. Yeah. And it's a, it's a pre duck dynasty story. You know, we don't really get into the mm-hmm. duck dynasty story, but what was so for me, what was so refreshing, uh, so many times with, with someone of Phil's and Kay's stature, right. There seems to be this oh, this big wall around them where we don't want to expose them. We're very concerned about their legacy. And so you don't really get into things that they might not want to tarnish the legacy. And this movie doesn't do that at all. This movie is real. It is, I mean, it's showing the stuff that, Mm -hmm. you know, wow. And, um, uh, And it wasn't done in a way that it was hard to watch. But I mean, it doesn't hold anything back, which would you expect anything else coming from Phil, <laughs> right? Would you expect anything else? But it really tells the the story of just how lost he was. And so when he finds Christ, it's so powerful. And then at the end, he comes on and shares the gospel, which is so great, you know, and um, 
But I mean, I really thought it was powerfully portrayed in the way it was put together because um, they didn't shy from it. They weren't trying to yeah. protect his legacy. Well, we don't want people to see this about Phil and Kay. We don't want them to know this. You know, I was so impressed with that. Talk a little bit about just the boldness of of telling that story. Yeah, well, I think that is one of the, you know, the the beautiful thing about Phil and Kay is they have always been so open with their story. You know, they've told they're still, they've told their story over the years over and over again. And we've seen how it impacts people because people have lived that story. You know, it's, you know, a lot of people don't want to talk about it, but, but when, whenever you kind of come out and are vulnerable and say, Oh, like, this is my story, then people feel free to share theirs as well. And um, we've just seen that over and over again with Phil and Kay. And so in doing this, the very beginning of the movie, um, you hit, there's a line where Phil says, I'm kind of embarrassed by it all. And that's because he he said that, you know, when we started into this, because it's one thing to kind of tell your story and another thing to realize that, okay, it's going to be on a big movie screen, you know, <laughs> like we're going to like see it. And um, so that has been hard. It hasn't been easy for Phil and Kay, but, um, you know, this, just this idea that like there's power in your testimony and there the power is in Jesus who saves you. And it's this, you know, once you kind of see the fall for really what it is and the, our sin for really what it is, you understand even greater Jesus's sacrifice for us. And I think that that's what this movie does. You see this, this man who's clearly, you know, fallen into sin and he's made terrible choices. He's at a point where he could lose it all. And it really appears that it's over, you know, none of Doug Dynasty, none of the family, none of us sitting around a dinner table together would have ever happened. And um, and then Jesus comes into his life and everything changes. And that's the power of, of the message of the cross. And I think that, you know, as a world, a lot of times, especially in today's world with the whole cancel culture and all that, like we're so scared to like tell our story or to see the hard parts of our story because we might get canceled. But Jesus like says, no, like I've already done it. I've, I've done the work for you. And um, so I think that's, that's the power of this film. And if, if, if we just glossed over it all, then, you know, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, it's a good story or whatever. But whenever you kind of see the depths, you understand um, greater kind of the heights. We're talking about the movie, The Blind. It's going to be in theaters uh, starting September 28th. You can find a, fee a theater near you by going to theblindmovie.com. And uh, it's not uh, the movie doesn't have eyes and can't see the blind movie. It's not it's not <laughs> that kind of movie. It's a duck blind. So, you know, mm -hmm. where, where they're uh, hiding to, to shoot ducks. Yeah. But but uh, uh, wonderful conversations happen in that blind. And they kind of well, there's a out. there's a little double meaning there. You know, you're you're in a duck blind which if you're not a hunter, you might not know what a duck blind is, but that's kind of where you sit to hunt, to hide from the ducks. And then also that idea that like you once were blind, but now you see like whenever right. you come to faith, you you realize your blindness. And, and for a lot of the film, Phil was blind, but um, there's a point where then he can see. And you see that too. You see, and, and I thought Miss K was really portrayed really well in this, you know, so what what struck me, which you know, uh, as someone who's been you know been making movies on fatherhood and stuff, a young a young child when he's not connected with his dad, when he has a disconnected dad, a disapproving father, um, that goes into their psyche. You know, that goes into 
how they're raised. And, uh, you know, obviously we know Willie, your husband and, and the other uh, others from the, the show talk about their journey because they, they grew up with a dad who was disconnected, dysfunctional, alcoholic, abusive. And, uh, you know, what kind of, uh, barriers was that for them to come to Christ and mm -hmm. to start seeing God as this perfect, loving heavenly father. And then Phil has the turnaround and now he's a whole different kind of dad. He's a different father. So how did they make that? I'm very interested in how Willie made that connection from bad dad to good dad and how that relates. Cause so many times we relate to our father, God based on our mm -hmm. earthly fathers. Yeah, so I'm very interested to know his story in that. Well, um, interestingly, so, you know, in the film, you see Phil's dad because we we see their childhood through adulthood. So you see Phil's dad and there's a line that he says and he says, like, who's a man? And he puts that, you know, on Phil at such a very young age. And then you see that theme later feels like who's a man and Willie says he remembers that being said a lot growing up, you know, kind of that idea that like toughen up you're the man. And so how does that, you know, affect you whenever that's kind of been taught of this is, this is what it looks like to be a man. And, um, and then, and then Phil hits a point where he's lost it all. He's, he's, you know, whatever it might look like for him to be a man, to take care of his family, take care of his kids. He hasn't done that. And he hits rock bottom. But I think for Willie, so Willie's two in the movie, which our grandson actually got to play Willie because we had a two-year-old grandson, John Shepard, and um, and which is really special to see that legacy continue. But um, Willie doesn't remember a lot of the old Phil. Um, whenever they moved here to West Monroe and Phil turned his life around, I believe he was three years old. But I will say from what I've, I've experienced in watching Willie and his brothers and kind of see how they grew up a huge part of their life was that transformation seeing like, I think that's why they they've tethered so closely to God and to Jesus because they saw the impact like so radically in their family. It went from like this dad to this dad. And it was like, Whoa, that, you know, something it's miraculous just happened. And so um, Willie says he does remember, you know, kind of some of the after effects of it and seeing that, sanctification in his dad and that change and and how he and his mom um, feeling hey you know that, that forgiveness and all that and I think that's been a really powerful thing for their family to see because you know as much as Phil had to change and repent and turn his life around Kay had to forgive for this to all kind of happen the way it did and that's such a that's a hard thing to do you know whenever you live 10 years of this and, um, you know, seeing Kay's forgiveness of Phil and the way she, you know, was able to walk with him through it and through his life change and all that, I think was a powerful thing for, for all the, the sons to see as well. Have you ever thought to yourself, hmm, it would be great if there was one location I could go to to learn about what new Christian movies are coming out and where I could see them and interesting stories and news about the latest films and stuff like that? Well, guess what? There's a place and it's called, wait for it, faithfilmfan.com. If you like Christian movies and you want us to make more of them, you got to go buy a ticket because they're not cheap. So plan a movie night out at faithfilmfan.com. You can also find this podcast on there as well. Thanks for supporting films that are worth watching at faithfilmfan.com. 
Yeah, it was powerful. And the, the film was powerful. We're talking about The Blind uh, in theater, September 28th, theblindmovie.com for more info. So um, so I'd like to talk a little bit about your role as a producer. So you've got uh, Tread Lively Productions, and you've kind of transitioned into filmmaking and producing. And Talk a little bit. You're also an author, so it's it's not like you're sitting around twiddling your thumbs all day. <laughs> you, it seems like you're very busy. Can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, just that transition, Tread Lively, Tread Lively Productions, what you do mm -hmm. and kind of what your role was on the film? Yeah. So we, um, after Doug Dynasty, I think Doug Dynasty was this kind of like eye opening thing for me specifically about just the power of entertainment and how it shapes, how it is shaping our culture. And I think we, you know, can all like consume entertainment and be like, oh, this isn't affecting me. But we see that like, oh, it's affecting us. It's art. And like any good art, it's not neutral. It's moving you in one way or another. And so our show, Duck Dynasty, was, um, you know, this funny little, quirky little show about our family, about our duck call business. But at the end, we had this prayer and this family dinner and it moved people. I mean, people came to us like by the thousands in tears, like my family is praying together before our meal because of your show. Our family has made a point to have family dinners because of your show. My husband goes to church now because he saw real men who can love God and you know, so all these, all this impact. So we thought, you know, we really want to continue that. Like God's given us this kind of place and this platform for this mm -hmm. moment. So how do we continue that? So we started Tread Lively Productions really to just do that, put more content out there that's faithful, positive, glorifying to God, hope filled. And um, we do that through, we have um, several podcasts, all of our family podcasts are under that. And we're building out a really awesome podcast company because we feel like that's, a space where people are really listening and hearing and is, is moving our culture. Um, we do some unscripted stuff and then films and, and the blinds, our first film, which is a little intimidating to come out with your first film and it be your family story. So we knew we had to get it right. So it was just an all in, you know, our partner um, in Tread Lively is Zach Dasher, who is actually Willie's cousin and his mom is Aunt Jan in the film. And so this was as much Aunt Jan's story, which when you see the movie, you'll understand Aunt Jan was um, was Phil's sister who never gave up on Phil. You know, even whenever Sal will tell you, he's like, I said, Phil's no good. He's rotten. You need to leave him. But Jan just always believed in Phil and knew that if he could if he could turn his life to God, he would convert thousands is what she said. It was like a prophetic word that she said. And so um, our partner, Zach, he's Willie's cousin and, and Jan's his mom, you know, he, he really felt a burning desire to tell this story as well because it's his mom's story. She passed away a couple of years ago. And um, so that, so we came together and said, okay, this is it. This is the story we're telling. And it's just been a really beautiful journey. And it, like I said, it hasn't been easy. Some little insider baseball when we first saw the when we first got the first like long cut the rough cut which is like you know three always, hours long all always terrible out, and you all that depressed. we were like yes we <laughs> were just so like, depressed that first oh cut goodness. oh no what have we done right always yes. what have we done <laughs> so that you know that happens in every film that's, okay, that's how the know. first cut always goes <laughs> okay good to know good to know that that makes me feel better because yeah we were just like we have ruined it. What just happened? And then, you know, and then it's that process. We actually came back and did three days of reshoots and really just kind of restructured some things. We realized that, you know, we needed to tell it the story in a different way. 
and came back for three days of reshoots. And then, then it clicked, you know, then it all kind of came together. And so we're really, really um, just so proud of, of how it came out. But yeah, it was not an easy process, you know. It was painful. And, and so a painful. Film, there's, and there's so many, I mean, there's so many people. And that's what I do love about creating film or television or anything. It's just everyone comes together with their gifts and talents and like their best of their best. And, you know, it's this group of people that are coming together and working super long hours and just working their tail off to make something really beautiful and really great. And um, so I'm so, so grateful for our team and that from the actors to the set designers to the, you know, cinematographers, the director of photography, all of that. It just, it just takes a, a team to come together and get their very best to come out with something like this. Well, just to make you feel better, Sound of Freedom was way too long and was bad. And they had to get Mel Gibson come in and Mel Gibson helped them recut it, cut out 15 minutes of the movie really? and made it better. So, you know, that, you know, that just yeah. so that, you know, that's with every film, that first cut is so bad, you know, cause it's just, <laughs> that's good to know. That's and you, you, know. you overshoot, you shoot more than you need, yeah. you know, and you end up, you start out with a three hour movie. It's like, this is terrible. Yeah. And you get it down to 90 minutes and there's stuff that you love that's, Oh, I, I love this scene. This, mm -hmm. and, it, and it's got to go, you know, and yeah. you have to take things out and it's painful and it's, you mm -hmm. know, and it's, uh, but we letting that, that story, letting that. the story find, find what it is, you know, and letting it tell you, this is a story that has to be told. And I think you guys did a really good job with that because there's so many things you could have done and added to this. And mm -hmm. you really did. I thought it was very focused. Was, was Zach, did he direct good. this? Thank you. So no, um, Andrew Hyatt directed it. Um, and, but Zach was some, he was on set. I mean, I said I was on set most days, but Zach was on set every scene, everything. And so he was very, and he was, Part of he wrote the story had kind of the story in mind and the idea of it from the very beginning and so yeah he did a fantastic job and he was yeah there was a point in it that he was like this is it we're not doing films anymore this is like <laughs> one and done you know and then i said it's like giving birth to a child it's like you forget then as you know as soon as it's over he's like wow okay yeah what's our next one yeah absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely and, and, you know, by sticking to the story, sticking to the heart and the vision of it, you know, on the backside, once it's done, you're so glad and so thankful it's done. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. so thankful that you did it and you went through all that mm -hmm. because what comes out is a strong uh, message of the power of God. Mm -hmm. And it is miraculous. You see this man who is lost and he's gone and you see a, a woman who continues to pray and believe for him and what God can do. It was just, wow. It was amazing. So talk mm -hmm. about the role of a producer, uh, help, help people understand what a producer does. Um, you know, I'm a director. I know what a director does. What does a producer do? You know, it's, uh, a lot of dot connecting, a lot of, you know, putting yes. pe places that people, you know, and, and getting your team together and, and yes. trying to ride shotgun on everybody, you know, that's <laughs> right. <them> <laughs> yes. Yes, we, um, in, you know, we shot our, our actual shoot days was like 28 days, but we opened our offices three months ahead of time. You know, it's those three months of buildup to when you actually shoot the first shot of, you know, hiring and building out your offices and getting the team together and all that. It's it's a huge, yeah, it's like I said, it's a huge, <laughs> a huge process. There's so many people involved and and um 
Yeah, we're so grateful for it. And then the casting, we got to, that was fun because this is our first movie. So yeah, I didn't even know what a producer does or looks like or whatever, but, you know, get to be involved in the casting and watching all the casting reels and all that kind of stuff. And it was, it was a real team effort. It was a real, um, everyone I'd say came together and just was like, for the best of the film, we want to do what's best for this, for this film, which was a, is a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. What was some of the highlights for you of making this film? Um, you know, I would say I think when we came back, which because we talked about how how rough that first edit was, when we came back and did those reshoots, we we did them in three days, and we 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 came in under budget all around, which I'm so thankful for. It's a miracle, and um, we came back and we had three days to just say, okay, what are the scenes that we have to have to have like what do we need to do to kind of fix the story to make it really and um I'm just really proud of all of those scenes because it was like that was one of those it felt like this is our last shot you know we got we've got to do it and we actually filmed that here in West Monroe which was not or Monroe which was nice because there's just right here in our in our backyard and um a lot of those things some of the things that we you know knew we needed to fix we needed more of kind of that story of the hunting you know we needed more of to see Phil and his passion and his love for that one of the scenes that I fought really hard for that ended up not making it and then in the end I was like yeah I can't make it it's got it's got to be cut um was so Kay has always told the story about her nanny and how she said you have to you're gonna have to fight for your marriage when the film you see um her say that to Sai she tells Sai my nanny told me I always had to fight for a marriage but Originally, we had that scene happening, you know, when Kay is a teenager and Nanny tells her you have to fight for your marriage. And I just thought, oh, that seems so important because I've grown up in the family. I've heard Kay say that over and over again and how impactful that was to her. And so I thought we have to have that scene in there. We got to see Nanny tell her that, you know, and um we shot it and we just we we had to lose it it just didn't work because you know you you know uh, if you making films you know it's like there's only so many characters people can kind of follow and can know and you introduce another character people are like, okay wait who is that and how did how does that work you know so um but yeah that was one that i was like just dead set we have to have and then had to had to just say you're right cut it it's can't it can't make it in in the film but yeah, just little things like that. It was, it was, I enjoyed the process. I love collaborative work and creative work and enjoy that process. And I will say our editors are just amazing because they listened. And every time we'd say, oh, little this, little that, they'd so patiently, you know, make the change. And um, we could come back and look at it another way. And um, it just, I think it came out a really beautiful film. That's great. What do you hope to see from the film? What, what would you, what are your hopes for it? Um, I think mainly is families forever changed because of this movie. You know, I feel like it has that, that power because it's, it's the gospel. And I think that it can, um, it can change generations. It can change families. It can change, um, people forever. And so, um, yeah, that's our hope. I can't wait to hear the stories of people, people coming to see it. I think it's a great opportunity for people to, you know, who want to share, Jesus with a friend, but maybe they can't invite them to church to say, Hey, come to a movie with me, you know, and they can, they can just see it acted out, you know, in a, in a film. And so, um, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear, hear the stories that come out of it. 
especially for any fan of Duck Dynasty. I would think any Duck Dynasty fan, like if they're like legitimate people who like that show, mm -hmm. are going to want to see this because yeah. it, it really does tell the story and helps mm -hmm. you understand Phil so much, so much more. Yeah. And it was very, very positive, portrayed Miss K very well. You mm -hmm. know, she comes out Thank very you. good in it. And it just, it was well, so good. I, think, I, I really think enjoyed it. Thank you. I think it's a, it's a, it's a movie about hope too, as much as you would think, oh, okay, this is the hard parts of the story, but it's a movie about hope that there is nobody that's too far gone. You know, I think if, if you're sitting there watching and you have a family member, or you know, somebody that you think like they're so far away from God that they will never, you know, like this is just a message of hope that there is nothing that is hopeless. I mean, this was, they were at a point in K there's a point in the movie where K hits that rock bottom as well of hopelessness. She thinks like, can she even go on? But um, yeah, I think that that I, I hope that people feel hope when they see this movie that like um, nobody's too far gone. There's no one too far away from the love of Jesus. Amazing. Well, I know you got an interview in three minutes, so you know mm -hmm. I'd want to talk more, but I know you got to go. We're talking. Uh, I'm talking uh, about the blind, the movie, the blind in in theater September 28th. Theblindmovie.com. Corey, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed it. Ah, oh, thanks. Enjoy talking to you too. All right, thanks. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and like us. Hey, would you tell a friend about the show? That would really help us out. You can find out more by going to faithfilmfan.com. That's faithfilmfan.com. I'm your host, Rick Altizer. We'll be back soon for another episode of the Faith Film Fan Podcast.